0: Today on the show, a $100 million dirt track failure. Bloomquist strangely targets Ricky Thorne Jr. Millstream Speedway could be back and more. Let's go. It's Thursday, September 21st. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. If you're an open wheel fan, I'm assume you'll be paying attention to Eldora Speedway this weekend as Four Crown is here. Both the World of Outlaws and All-Stars plus all three USAC national divisions will be in action Friday and Saturday. And if you'll be at Eldora, make sure to stop by and see our friends at the Whistle Stop Bar and Grill. The Whistle Stop is located south of Eldora Speedway, six miles down Highway 118 in Ansonia. When you leave Eldora and head south, it's a straight shot there as the Whistle Stop sits right on 118, which is Main Street in Ansonia. The Whistle Stop have been big supporters of dirt racing with partnerships with Sheldon and Jack Hoddenshield, Rico Abreu, Chris Wyndham, Cap Henry, The Dirt Nerds, Eldora Speedway, and Dirt Tracker. They offer indoor and outdoor dining for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or you can order online at whistlebarandgrill.com and take it back to the racetrack with you. Grab some new friends in the campground or grandstands and make the trip right down the road to the Whistle Stop, Ohio's favorite train depot. If you stop in, make sure to tell them that Dirt Tracker sent you. we got a bunch of stuff to get into today, but I want to start first with this insane situation that's happening down under. I finally had a chance this morning to watch Toby's newest video over on Sprint Car Hub, the Sprint Car Hub YouTube channel, about the Eastern Creek Speedway situation, and holy crap, what a debacle that is. If you aren't aware, some quick background, the local government around Sydney, Australia took over the existing uh, Valvoline Raceway a while back to turn it into facilities for a local train line. Big sad face, uh, as Valvoline was a fantastic uh, facility. But to make up for it, local officials promised to build a new dirt track at a different location. Now, fast forward a few years, the new racetrack has been built. It's called Eastern Creek Speedway. They've sunk something like $100 million into this thing. But as of just a few days ago, the entire 2023-2024 dirt racing season at Eastern Creek is cancelled. This place is a nine-figure disaster. When you look at the track from afar, it looks amazing. New fencing and seating, a paved pit area, there's solar panels on the covered garage stalls. But up close, this place is epically terrible. The biggest issue is the facility has really poor drainage. When When it rains, the water from the spectator area just flows down to the track surface, and it turns into a swamp. At one race, I believe earlier this season, they had to cancel on a perfectly sunny day because the more they worked the track, the worse it got. And there are plenty of other problems uh, you know, in this thing too, including uh, there's not enough parking. There's only one road in and out, so traffic is a disaster. The spectator seating is so close to the track that nobody wants to sit in it because you get absolutely pelted with dirt clods. There's also lighting problems, there's not enough bathrooms, the announcer can't see the whole track from the announcing booth, and they didn't put in a flag stand. The facility operators literally had to cut a hole in the fencing to be able to flag. Work has gone on to try and address the problems, but about a week ago, the season was abruptly canceled with no explanation and no details on the future. It's literally about as bad as it could get. I'm gonna link below to Toby's video. Definitely check it out today. He's got all sorts of details, all sorts of links in it to uh, you know all the articles, and he's done past videos on it. Uh, this whole thing is a mess, uh, but I'd say I, I'd say I hope things work out here. But at this point, that doesn't really seem to be likely anytime soon. Uh, the other thing that I watched this morning uh, was some clips of the uh, Scott Bloomquist social hour that XR had just a few days ago. I'm not sure why Ricky Thornton Jr. got targeted by Bloomer in this conversation, but I guess we shouldn't be surprised at this point by anything Bloomquist does or says. He admitted to not knowing anything about RTJ, but did make a point to say that he'd beaten him when they'd raced together a few times uh, in a modified. He also said RTJ has a lot to learn and that he makes a lot of mistakes. Bloomer, too, went on a bit of a ramble about how fast the 20RT is and sort of sounded like he accused him of cheating, but then tried to hedge it with comments about other guys being accused of it, including him. I don't really know what Bloomquist was trying to accomplish, except that it all turned out to be a little strange. We're obviously coming off of a weekend where RTJ swept Knoxville and has set the record for the most Lucas wins in a season, topping, of course, Scott Bloomquist. Uh, If you want to see some of these clips, there on Facebook. You can watch the uh, whole Scott uh, Bloomquist social hour over on XR Plus with a subscription. Uh, In Ohio, there's hope for the future of the previously closed Millstream Speedway found out yesterday the track has been sold and that new owners Matt and Beth Cogley are planning to bring racing back to the 3A track. The facility hasn't hosted a dirt race since 2016 and uh, has kind of an on-again, off-again existence since 1999. Uh, There's a ton of work to be done to bring it up to usable condition and the new owners in a Facebook post would not commit to a future season or schedule. Matt Cogley has been a uh, Lightning Sprint and 360 driver in recent seasons, and their son Alex was a racer who has uh, also been a crew member for Hills and driver Sam Haferty. Some work has already taken place uh, at the facility, so we'll see how quickly they're able to make some racing happen. Talking to some folks in the area, there are questions about where Millstream would fit into the existing Ohio scene. They used to run weekly on Sundays after Attica on Friday and Fremont on Saturday. But that could be a tough slot going forward., uh, we'll keep you posted on future updates on what could happen with Millstream. uh before we talk some uh, racing coming up this weekend, I just wanted to say a quick thanks for twenty three thousand subscribers. I talked about it on yesterday's show, and you guys delivered more than two hundred new subscribers in the past twenty four hours. I believe we're kind of approaching a a, a channel record here, but um, thank you for twenty three thousand. The support is very much appreciated. All right, looking ahead to the weekend, uh, Four Crown at Eldora will feature several tight championship battles. With the All-Stars, Zeb Wise has already clinched the Drivers' Championship, but the owner title will come down to Saturday's feature event. The Rudine 26 leads the Klaus and Marshall 7 BC by just four points. If Zeb finishes in front, it's over. Uh, and Sunshine will need to top the, uh, the 26 by probably a couple of positions here to earn the $80,000 Owners' Championship. I should be pretty wild uh, down. I would not uh, sleep on that one. On the USAC side, Logan Seavey leads Cody Swanson by a single point right now in the Silver Crown chase, and Justin Grant has nine on Brady Bacon on the Sprint Car side. Friday uh, at Eldora, will feature the Ward of Outlaws and USAC Midgets, plus Silver Crown qualifying, and then Saturday is a full program for the Midgets, Sprint Cars, All-Stars, and then the rest of the Silver Crown show. Even before Eldora, though, the USAC Sprint Cars are headed to Gas City uh, tonight. You can watch most of the racing uh, live on Flow Racing this weekend, uh, while the Outlaw portion will be on Dervision. So yes, Friday will be one of those weird flip back and forth between streaming services nights. Uh, Following Friday night, the Outlaws will then shift over to Sharon for their final stop in Ohio this season. Brad Sweet's championship lead is 90 on David Gravel and 98 on Carson Macedo. The chance for these other guys to stop Sweet's fifth straight uh, championship just keeps getting smaller and smaller here. At Brownstown, it's Jackson 100 week for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Friday is the C.J. Rayburn Memorial with $10,000 going to the winner. That is a full program. And then Saturday's Big Show pays $30,000 to the winner. With just four race nights left until the Dirt Track World Championship, Brandon Overton's hold on that final chase spot looks pretty solid right now over Tim McCready. And the Mars Series closes out out its late model season uh, this weekend at Tri-City. They have a pair of races Friday and Saturday. All Jason Fager has to do is start both features and he'll be crowned the champion over Ryan Unzicker. So far this year, Fager has eight wins in 18 features. All right, that's it for the show this week. Make sure to check out the streaming schedule over at dirttracker.com for what to watch this weekend. Hope you guys have a great end to your week. We'll see you right back here on Sunday.